0: Welcome to Amusing Ourselves to Death, the podcast about media and mortality. My name is Jaya Peck. I'm a filmmaker in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Joining me, as always, is comedian, musician, Tony Hawk pro skater, connoisseur, Justin Passano. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Bro? Yo. Good. How you doing? Sick moves. Thanks, thanks. I just
1: finished doing a nose bone off of a building.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I've been yeah. peeking in on your tw- your Twitch streams. Uh, oh, have you? You're yeah. the one. I'm the one. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I tried to figure out my headset last night, and it was just causing just a bunch of harsh noise. Mm-hmm. So uh, didn't work. But um, yeah, so now for now it's just uh, me skating around. But thanks for, thanks for watching. No problem. We- I was proud. I got the uh, sixth score
0: in downtown Minneapolis last night. It was it took me only 30 minutes to do that. I I I do have the game. I have not been playing it as much because I just realized that I just I'm not good at games. I think that's a running theme on the show. I'm not good at video games, but I I enjoy playing them still because I like. Well, it's a difficult that, game. Yeah, it's, I'm it's just hard. not interested in scores, you know, or just like achievements or success in general. So a lot of the parts, those, those mechanics really? just aren't really appealing. That seems to be the opposite of what. <laughs> We talk about usually. I mean, I guess just I don't like to put a number on it, you know. I'm just not worried about. Oh, I got twenty thousand scores, you know. I got all five letters. <laughs> a of lot of scores es- skates, you <laughs> know.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> twenty thousand scores. I haven't gotten twenty thousand scores in Tony Hawk yet. Yeah. So I know what you mean, though. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you just want to free skate and just have fun.
0: hmm Yeah. Okay. And really briefly, I saw you in person. uh A, a rare treat these days uh at the Chris Gethard stand-up show at ArtsQuest on Friday night, yep. uh, f- former guest, this sh- past guest of the show, Kirk Griffiths, opened, just annihilated, and mm-hmm. we had a great time, it was one of the last stand-up shows they're doing, hopefully there'll be more, but... Yeah, it was, it was kinda... fun,
1: it was weird seeing people I haven't seen since probably December of last year, mm-hmm. and then everybody's wearing a mask, so I saw Andy Pollack, and... Everybody knew who he was. I didn't know who he was. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And it's like, oh, that's Andy. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, But yeah, it was hard. It was weird, like recognizing people wearing masks. And then also they have uh, this rule where to drink a beverage, you have to buy food. But the only food they offer is a hot dog, a carrot dog, which I refuse. I refuse to try. Mm. And our guest is looking at us perplexed right now. Uh, uh, (laughs) Mike and Ike's and and a $5 pretzel. So I got two yinglings, so therefore had to eat two hot dogs, which were soft. They were very soft hot dogs, uh, as a friend of the show, Aaron Alkazov, has brought up before and complained about. But um, two hot dogs and two beers later, it was a good time.
0: It was a great time, yeah. And I, I'll agree with you on the food. Hopefully they
1: can sort that out. And I, it's, a, it's a minor complaint. The fact, I was just mm-hmm. excited to be out <laughs> and not yeah. at the grocery store or work.
0: I didn't realize how much I just missed just hearing a distant Sam Beetle laugh at uh, at jokes, you know. Just, yeah. you know, you know, his you know, show is working uh, like Gangbusters when Beetle lifts out a guffaw
1: mm-hmm. in the distance. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, today on the show, is that is that all we got? Uh, did you did you have any other thoughts, Jaya? No, no, let's to... go, Let's
0: let's move. Let's keep moving. Let's, let's, let's yeah, <laughs> keep okay. This is a strict uh, no tangent type of show. You know, we're gonna be on topic. I made an outline. In. I glanced at. We're, We're going to bring this go. in in a tight 45 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well,
1: here we go. Uh, today we have a very, a very special guest, uh, a friend of mine, a former roommate of mine, owner of countless cats, uh, an offic- uh, artist. She, uh, she left her art portfolio in, in a basement that I recovered <laughs> years ago and had to deliver to her parents up in Plattsburgh, New York. She's from the upstate New York area relocated to Texas uh what what more can I say Because really good tarot readings uh J- Jamie Olmstead is on the show
3: hello thank you hello. for having me uh, I was you're... really intrigued by this intro uh and this <laughs> carrot dog this I need to figure <laughs> out what the hell a carrot dog is it's
0: it's, uh, just, it's exactly what you think it'd be but, <laughs> uh it's just a carrot a steamed carrot in a hot dog bun I had given them the benefit of the doubt. I thought, oh, maybe it's some kind of like plant-based, you know, they mashed up some carrots and put some skin on it, you know, whatever, you know, however they make those veggie dogs, but no, it's just a steamed carrot, which goes great with mustard, I guess.
3: (laughs) I'm intrigued to know why they didn't just spring for veggie dogs, but instead were like, carrots are the way to go. Very interesting.
1: (laughs) That's a really good question because you're already steaming the carrot. Why not just Mm -hmm. steam the...
3: Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to bring that up. Yeah, Yeah. bring
1: Bring it up the next meeting at the comedy committee.
3: (laughs) I got a lot of problems with you people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Forget about how we're going to teach improv and and keep the comedy community alive. I want to talk about these carrot dogs and what can we do about
3: (laughs) it. I am excited to be talking about this movie, though, because it is probably one of the few movies that is near and dear to my heart. But two, I can actually quote, like, there are not many movies. I'm not a huge movie person uh that I actually like know word for word most of this movie so it's a, a good one for me
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you we asked you uh, I messaged you and I was like hey do you want to come on the show and I, I knew which movie I think I, I pitched the movie that you wanted because I was like mm-hmm. this is the one you'd want to pick mm-hmm. uh we are, today we are covering
0: a goofy movie
2: Yay!
0: Which is very, uh, you know, when you boot up this film, uh, it starts out with the title card just saying a movie. So anyone who just was expecting a movie was uh, flummoxed as the title card uh, as a like triangle of Goofy just like just shoved itself in between those two words. So so and then don't you get realize it it's things not are not just a movie; it's no. a Goofy movie.
1: Things are going to get goofy
2: mm-hmm.
1: in this movie, and they do it's many good. times.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh... Yeah, I was looking up stuff about this movie, and apparently, it didn't not did not do well. I mean, thirty five million or something like that gross at the box office. But after it went to video in ninety five, is when it like that, and that's around the same time you you and I, Jamie, probably saw it. Yeah, and I
3: I definitely did not see it in the theaters. I saw it at one of my friends' houses. Like, it was not a movie that everyone was like, "Go see this movie!" Like, I didn't know it even existed. And then once I saw it, it was like, "Oh." This will yeah, wh- be a part of my life forever.
1: So you you said you're at your friend's house when you first saw it.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so you saw it with people. All right. Yeah. Like how was how was that? Were you just like?
3: So I sort of feel like I don't even know why I would say I was a snob, but I feel like I was like a Disney snob. Like I I, I don't watch any of the newer Disney movies, like the newer animated, like Frozen or anything like that. And I really like the classic Disney animated movies. But then there's all of these weird like spin-off movies that feel like a cash grab sometimes where it's like you have the main movie and then there's like all these little like offshoots, uh, you know, so that parents buy more movies for their kids and spend more money or something. And, and I feel like even at that age, I knew that this wasn't like in my mind a real Disney movie for some reason. Like and, and I still don't see it as one of those like classics, even though it still fell within that era of like classic Disney animation that was still happening. Mm-hmm. So I think I just I, I didn't think much of it at first because I was like, ah, this is just one of those like crappy Disney movies. That's yeah. like a cash grab. And somehow as an eight year old, I had a concept of that. But like I wasn't <laughs> that excited to watch it or anything. It was sort of just on and then you end up watching it cause you're bored and you're a kid and you have nothing better to do back then.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, uh, but yeah, then once we started watching it, like my friends and I loved it and we would always like get around about, I'm sure we'll dig into the, uh, the Bigfoot, uh, yes. mm-hmm. scene. Like, you know, there were just so many things, little nuggets to grab onto as a kid that like were just so funny to us. So yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And speak-
1: it's super relatable cause school sucks you know and what? who doesn't like have crushes on people and who has like weird relationships with their parents or have embarrassing parents like it really hits a lot of notes that are universal especially for kids
0: and mm-hmm. looking forward it's, to like uh, summer yeah. vacation where it's just like you know some back then summer vacation felt like an eternity just those two and a half three months and just like you know, the whole the whole opening number is just like after today i have the whole summer just to kind of figure out my life and have fun with friends and uh Make those decisions that I've been putting off, or just, you know, ask that girl to the party and all that. Yeah. I think you said about this not being like a typical Disney film. I think the reason why is that there's not really, like, besides Bigfoot and, like, the principal, there's not really a villain in this, in this movie. The, the stakes of the world aren't at stake. Uh, it's just, it's such a more grounded, just emotional story. And it's told uh, through the, you know, the Disney staple character of, of Goofy. An unlikely hero. <laughs> but
3: I feel like Goofy in the movie was like, I loved how much more insight you got into who Goofy was. The fact that he's just this single dad who works at like a Kmart and like the photography section. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: you yeah. know, yeah. He's, that he's... Uh- He's has the job that Joaquin Phoenix has in the first 10 minutes of The Master.
3: (laughs) 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 But Goofy's just trying to, like, hold his shit together, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. raise his kid and do the best he can. And this kid hates him. Like, doesn't hate him. I shouldn't say that. But, like, you know that, like, Goofy doesn't have an easy life. And you assume that all of these, like, you know, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck are probably doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? But I They're they're
1: like off living in big houses with their like disney royalty checks and like goofy hasn't you never really never really had his part he's always just kind of just a side piece to mickey uh you know what i mean like and uh, like who is i don't know if they get into it in goof troop but like i don't we don't know who max's mom is no um i i
3: I assume she passed away or something i don't know if there's ever like a nod to it in the movie it's a disney
1: movie so definitely one of the parents died
3: yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what always
1: happens. They I'm, never I'm, just like I need to have my own life and leave and get a divorce. It's always just like, no, they passed away. Right. Or they were were on a boat and it sunk. <laughs> you
0: know <laughs> <laughs> It just it is all all it just automatically injects this kind of almost just this kind of level of sadness into it. Like just not having that other parent there. It's like there's something maybe something happened, maybe something just either a tragic accident or just it, whatever it is that, that, that absence of a second parent is just it's felt but it's not acknowledged and Mm -hmm. it's i guess you know while these movies do operate on lack of communication you know maybe not having a second parent there is on brand for that as well right
1: and like max is all goofy has so as soon as max starts growing up and pulling away a little bit it's like Mm -hmm. well great (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. sad (laughs) Uh, it's a sad movie yeah.
3: There's, yeah there's a lot of undertones with this where it's like man that's like dark shit like yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah
3: but like going back to what you were saying jaya like yeah. uh it, the feeling in the beginning with that after today song like do you remember like with with summer, when summer happened and you got out of school, it felt like mm-hmm. you could reinvent who you were going yes. to next yes. year? Absolutely. And I feel like that's what this whole thing is about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like this idea of like reinventing who you are and you're going to show all these kids that you're like really the cool one and like score mm-hmm. the cool chick and like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, yeah.
0: I, 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 literally, I kind of actually literally, I mean, I literally did that in a way like the summer between summer after junior year but before senior year that's when I really started getting into like filmmaking and like that spring and going into that summer is when like I made a couple short films with with friends of mine and like just become became like the movie guy to like my small class of 200 or whatever it was and so yeah the summer was when like yes this is we all kind of came into that 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 final freshman uh senior year is like yeah, this is Jaya and his friends, and I mean, they make movies now, and This because that's what they've done this summer. So yeah, I definitely can respond to that uh, part of the movie.
1: I did that between my junior year of high school and my senior year of high school, because I remember uh, that su- the summer before my senior year, I think it was my senior year, could have been junior, I could be mixing it up. But uh, it was the year my uh, my grandmother died that summer, and then I was just like it gave me kind of a perspective because it was kind of the first big death like in the family, and I was like I was pretty introverted I only had like one friend, and he kind of sucked in a lot of ways, <laughs> and so it was just like uh, shout out to that one yeah. friend yeah, we, yeah. we have him here
0: in the studio, <laughs> <laughs> come on out,
1: I uh, hope not he's dead he'd be a ghost. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> he keeps
0: getting sadder and sadder
1: <laughs> but no 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 uh, but i used that opportunity to kind of like you know like I, I was like i made the decision like i'm gonna talk to people this year i'm gonna make new friends and like i took more risks by like i met one of my other friends like matt in the um the lunchroom and like i just sat down at the lunch table and started talking to him because i thought I was like oh he, he he seems like a funny guy and then i don't know i like i met a lot more people and i got more involved and stuff and i started listening to like more like punk that year and start going to shows and stuff. So it definitely it was just like, you kind of find yourself and you're like, cool, well, it's a reset button. I'm going to take advantage of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but there's nothing like that first song. That first song is probably my, one of my favorite parts of the movie because the feeling it gives you of like, I need that back and I don't have summer vacations anymore, but right. I don't know
0: what I can do to feel that way again. <laughs> like, like anything's possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the sense the community when like, you know, when even even though these like musical numbers are all like happening in this kind of weird fantasy space like even just everyone just kind of yeah. on the same wavelength singing the same song uh, in sync uh, there's something magical about that
3: also you get to see all of the classic like high school like cliche like clicks and everything mm-hmm. all the different characters you've got like the weird like nerdy comic book guys yeah, who love yeah. star trek <laughs> and then the goth girls on the bus like yeah. I can't watch this without singing that song. Like I could be completely silent the rest of the movie, but when yeah. the goth girls are like, Bleh, like
2: yeah. make a little <laughs> pukey noise, yeah, I yeah, always yeah. do it.
3: I have to do it. Or like yeah. when, uh, like I think one of my favorite things is the bus driver.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes.
3: Off, is I'm gonna sit on my butt. Like um, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: sit like, on my butt.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are just so many good nuggets, you know, yeah. to yeah. out these musical numbers, which normally. I am not a musical, like, I don't particularly love musicals, mm-hmm. and even in Disney movies, when they, like, break out into song, I'm like, uh, you know, it's a little uncomfortable, and I'm just like, I don't want this, but this right. movie, I'm all about it. The songs are good, the music's good, like, I don't know, it's a good way to open the movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, Even before
0: that opening, like, I, I mean, if we just kind of go in chronological order here, yeah, I, sure. I do want to talk about the, uh, the opening dream sequence that Max has about Roxanne, aka, like the framing device for gladiator Russell Crowe, just like this, those fields of wheat and just this kind of, you know, dark sky and, uh, (laughs) yeah, they're in Valhalla. Yeah. Valhalla. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Literally his dream girl is on a pedestal, which is a, a a nice move, um, for how he, you know, he basically does treat her and yeah. And just like that fear that erupts out of Max of like becoming his own, becoming his father. Like that's a really real feeling. I, you know, I mean, I, I, be- the fear of becoming our parents, good or bad, is still—it's mm-hmm. something that's obviously on our mind. I'm sure as we get older.
1: Yeah, you're kind of just being like, like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. trying to figure that out.
3: But, yeah, and the shame. It? Like I think yeah. there's just so much shame there, where he's like, I just need to run and hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my hide my
0: mouth. Yeah. Like, just oh, I really teeth.
3: am. Yeah. It, it's just. Oh, I feel it.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it's so good. And then we and we kind of get into. um yeah, Max is, like, late for school, you know, so he, uh... Mm. Classic late for school scenario.
0: Yeah, classic, the alarm clock just <laughs> stops working, you know. Yeah. But it no, still no. displays an older, like, a, a, an earlier time. It just gets stuck. Gets stuck I want to talk time. about
3: this. I yeah. want to yeah. talk about this really quickly. So, he's late for school and freaks mm. out, but then... Ha- do you know how much time goes by where he's just like leisurely <laughs> going to school, like walking by the record store and there's like other people who are in his class, like just in the record store, like looking mm-hmm. at stuff yeah, to buy yeah. before school when he's apparently late.
0: And it's I like early, know. it's like seven 50, eight AM. And it's like, yeah, I, I love those ideas of just like, you know, I mean for me like homeroom was at like 7:20 in the morning so it was like t- it was half the time it was like just dark out still Yep and I just yeah. love this this kind of impo- I, maybe it's this movie does take place in I think it starts in Ohio judging it's by the Ohio. map it It's in Ohio. It's in Columbus I think. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. I looked up that Once map. Again, I, yeah. Huh.
3: Goofy lives in in Columbus, Ohio apparently. <laughs> it's heartland
0: of this country. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: like, it was like, what record stores open at, like, 7.30 in the morning? Right, right. And, like, and, yeah, and everybody, and he's not that late, because he's, like, he beats the bus there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Before also we even leave his room, I, I did notice he's, I think he has, like, a Mickey Mouse, is it, like, a Mickey Mouse clock, or a, a phone? He's a Mickey Mouse phone, which is kind of a weird choice, because it's, like, what if you just had, like, your dad's coworker like, personified <laughs> You know, as your te- as your as your telephone device, it just it was a, like, the role of Disney in this movie, like like Walt Disney apparently is a person who exists, who also created, Goofy and Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And, and we do see Mickey Mouse like on the side of the road, like hitchhiking in that one sequence.
3: Yes. So,
0: yeah. I guess yeah. these these are just decisions that aren't really that you can't really think about them too much, you know, for a kids' film, but just yeah. like the whole you know what do you call it the canon of disney you know the timeline
1: well he mentions donald duck too and he's like oh your best friend it's like oh Mm -hmm. dude donald duck like yeah yeah i don't know uh i I always was like how do you not notice your friend mickey standing on the side of the road like why wouldn't you give him a ride (laughs) i don't know so so weird Uh, uh yeah i don't know maybe mickey's just like a conceited asshole who's just like you know like oh, it's Max's birthday. I'll give him one of these clocks. I got a hundred yeah, of these yeah, clocks. Right, right. Here, here you go, kid. I don't know.
2: But, yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah. then we have the opening sequence, which we talked mm-hmm. about. Uh, yeah. I did post I, a link in the rundown. That, I don't know if you guys saw this. Someone made like a, a live action remake of that yes. entire musical. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was impressive. And, yeah, I think the guy was saying in an article, was like, yeah, it was easy because it was just all just high school antics and like just people, you know, he didn't have any like you know, grand settings. Like in if I tried to recreate a sequence from like Hercules or Mulan, you know, that would have been (laughs) costume-wise a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, the movie's way more
1: grounded for sure. Yeah. Um, But then we get, uh, yeah, we we, we see uh, PJ. He meets Mm -hmm. up with PJ. And then uh, with Polly Shore's character, I forget the name of. It's just Bobby. (laughs)
3: Bobby. (laughs) Bobby
0: Zemerski. Yeah.
3: Zimarisky. Yeah, Zimarski because Zimarisky. he like he like calls him into the office. That's the only reason I remember. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. Yells yeah. his name out.
0: Yeah, the principal played by the great Wallace Shawn. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so this 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 part of the movie um,
1: caused a very unhealthy habit for me as a child to where I just started eating Cheese Whiz out of the bottle. Uh, oh, I don't know no. if anybody else had this experience
0: no no I, I think i i think i i mean it definitely whenever i see cheese whiz in the wild in in, in the world i definitely think of this film yeah but
3: and the uh, leaning tower of
0: cheese tower cheese yeah. which
3: you know was part of the movie trailer like the <laughs> things on tv to get kids to go see this that line was in there
0: <laughs> hey kids you love cheese come
1: see a goofy movie
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because Polly shore is like He's he's uncredited in this movie. Yeah. Like he did, Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if he that was his choice or the studio's choice. I have no idea. I mean, um, it's
3: clearly him. Like that's mm-hmm. that's an interesting choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. then they're using that for the promo and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, it's weird that he's not. Makes you wonder if he gets any residuals from this. But um, but yeah, then we get our first uh, huge power line number, which mm-hmm. I've seen. I think Jamie, you linked me a video of like uh somebody. I don't know if they were lip syncing or something like that. It was like an outdoor concert or at a fair or something like that. And somebody did power line and like they did, had it choreographed It was very impressive. I'll post it in the the chat, but I, it was a few years ago when we were living together that I saw it. Uh Um, But yeah, this, uh, yeah. uh, Stand out is the song.
3: Yeah. 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 Favorite song of the film for me. I think I could listen to stand out and eye to eye on repeat. Like when I'm having a shitty day at work, I'm like, I'm going to listen to a goofy movie soundtrack and I <laughs> yeah. will legit listen to those two songs like back to back for way too long. But right. I feel like this is such like a powerful moment in the movie. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's when you're like bought in 100%.
1: Oh, yeah. He's trying to like he's trying to convince or like trying to like win uh, popularity. Which, which kid didn't want to, like, be liked at school uh-huh. and, you know, like, and in front of his, like, crush who's, like,
0: super into it. And right. uh, he's There's a hostile around. takeover a high school assembly, you know. Like, they, they hit the trapdoor button for the principal. They over the <laughs> AV system. Which I love the gag. Yeah. And the, with the principal's talking. Or, no, no. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh,
1: Stacy. Stacy's talking. She's like the class mm-hmm. president, and that kid in the yes. audience, like, talk to me, talk to me. Um, <laughs> they, like, everybody's super rowdy, and then Wallace Stevens, principal, comes out, and it's just fucking crickets. Like, mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, was- that, that's a great joke. Yeah, it was really yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And like, you know, the whole thing is like Max is presented as kind of, you know, he's an insecure kid, but he's got so much fucking stage presence, doing that that power line thing. Like, he's got moves, he's got charisma, so much just swagger and confidence. But like the fact that he just doesn't managed to like grab Roxanne's hand because of like a miss cuz like they get interrupted and like the the pulley system just yanks him back and mm-hmm. and then like I just I mean I think he should have been like just just king like given the crown of the school after that no matter you know how early it was ended just badass uh baller move right there
3: yeah he's all upset when the principal like mm-hmm. reveals who he is and pulls off his like yeah. cool sunglasses oh. and he like, so like embarrassed, and mm. I would have been like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, was- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> witness me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he- I would have been like untouchable at that point. Yeah, yeah.
1: he didn't have. The, it's like he didn't have the confidence. He could only be that confident when he was pretending to be somebody else. Mm-hmm.
3: You know yeah. what though? I know a lot of people who do drag, and that is exactly what they talk about. How you mm. put on this, this you become a different person, and because of that, you're completely free to do whatever you want because there's no consequences because you mm. are no longer that other person with all of that baggage and everything. So really what I'm trying to say is Max should do drag. Mm. Yeah. Because it will greatly empower him.
1: I think but- so too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same concept though, uh-huh. you know?
1: Right. I mean, as long as he still keeps in all of the pulley systems so he's like flying around the room and it's like he would take <laughs> over the drag scene. Like, I've never seen that, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like,
3: <laughs> like a flying drag
1: queen um yes. yeah yeah like yeah and he um the music the song i, I wanted to like say that uh tevin campbell mm-hmm. was the was the r&b singer who recorded this. scene he was 17 when he recorded Whoa. these tracks yeah
0: yeah which That's is crazy wild. Right. i
3: did not know that
0: yeah he, he was like a protege of prince is that right at least he was like just he was kind of yeah. like an up-and-comer up i mean yeah looking at now, so. he's got a, he's got a pretty prominent music career so when active I active for many years. When I hear these songs, I can only think of Prince, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems
1: very, like... I almost would be tricked into thinking it is Prince if it, it wasn't so, for the vocals.
3: I've seen a couple of things where it says that Powerline was inspired by Michael Jackson, Prince, and, of all people, Bobby Brown. Like, oh, okay. there's a rumor that they originally wanted Bobby Brown to do all the vocals for this. Wow. Which some people who worked on the film said that that was just like, you know, a rumor or whatever it was. But but Bobby Brown for whatever is out there with (laughs) Prince and and Michael Jackson as being an inspiration. So I thought that was weird.
2: Yeah,
1: that is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
3: am very happy they went with, um, what was his name?
1: Tevin Campbell. Tevin
3: Campbell. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. he's perfect. Perfect.
0: Mm -hmm. So this whole stunt goes awry, Max and his friends get in trouble and that's when the principal like calls up Goofy and just, like, just sends this, like, chilly message, like, if your son keeps this up, if he keeps hijacking school assemblies, he's going to be sentenced to death someday? But- Even though it's the last day of school? <laughs> right. Like- when, like, pranks are expected almost, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just, like they just kind of hunker, like, okay, they're going to, like, put a cow on the roof or they're going to TP, you know, the bleachers. Let's just let, let them do what they want
3: dressed what? like a gang member. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna get
1: an electric chair. Electric yeah. chair! <laughs> that seems scary, it's like it's it, the room's dark, and it's just him peering out the blinds, and it's just like mm. such a weird frame, <laughs> like for a Disney so, movie.
3: I noticed this the last time I watched it. I had never noticed this before, but if you're watching that scene where the principal is calling Goofy, um, if you look in the side of his office, there's like a glass display case, and it's got a bunch of different types of paddles in it.
0: Oh jeez! Oh my god! Not
3: even kidding. And I was wow.
1: like, what? <laughs> that, so many like dark little
0: Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. Uh, that's dark. This movie has been recut as like a horror film many times on YouTube. People just take all those shots of like, yeah, Goofy just being sad, and, and yeah, shots of <laughs> of the principal and from the Possum World, and it, it cuts together pretty well as as a horror trailer. Oh yeah. yeah so. I imagine him sitting in that room, and he has the,
1: the the paddles behind the case, but he can't use them anymore, but he kept them all, and right. he's like, if only I could just take one of those out. <laughs> right. They say I can't use
0: them doesn't mean I can't just have them in my office yeah. as like an yeah. intimidation device. You know? yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, pick the paddle. Yeah. Ugh, God, mm-hmm. crazy. Um, yeah, uh, Yeah. then we, uh, Max is, can- uh, y- despite being in trouble, you know, he leaves the office, and everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh pj starts the chant and then we get the uh another, is it like a, it's it's the same kind of it's, it's the same song as the first yeah. one right just same kind of song like, but
3: you're like more amped up because yeah. you're like mm-hmm. hell yeah like he's the coolest kid in school yeah. now right so he's like celebrating on the way mm-hmm. home and it's yeah. a very ferris bueller like nod uh the like end scene in ferris bueller's vacation or day off vacation mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it was a vacation
3: like that race home like you've got a lot like it felt like an homage to that in a way and even the principal and the secretary uh mm. reminded me of ferris bueller mm. and the the dynamic there too between the principal and the secretary oh yeah that's
1: um, a nice connection kind of just like yeah she she admires him like i i always loved that i worshipped that movie it made me I actually faked sick all the time and almost got held back a grade because of that movie uh, <laughs> um, I, would, yeah, I would lick my palms and fake a fever and my mom fell for it and I did that eight, <laughs> I think eight times within oh, wow. a semester and yeah it was eventually just like if you're sick one more time we're gonna mm-hmm. I think it was like in fourth grade
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah uh but yeah he's he's jumping fences uh yeah. he's happy because i think he asked out roxanne to yes. the party that they're gonna watch the power line concert on pay-per-view that, that weekend and <laughs> yeah. well no it was, it was in august or it was at the end of the summer or something
1: like that wasn't oh, right. it right <laughs> yeah yeah
0: because there is yeah so but yeah they made these plans uh months in advance as high school kids do yeah yeah uh, i won't <laughs> see you until then <laughs> but yeah, yeah 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 they'll take out their their palm pilots and their their, their rolodexes and they make these plans yeah Um mm-hmm. uh, so he's riding high because he's gonna he's gonna be Roxanne's date to this party. But then he gets home, and then based on this warning from the principal and advice from uh, his coworker, PJ's uh, father, is it Pete? Yeah. yeah, yeah, BJ's father, PJ's father. Uh, he decides to take Max on a a uh, cross country camping fishing trip to on with his son.
1: Which is what his dad did with him. So he's got mm-hmm. like the same map, you know, they got like. Uh, He's like I'm, I got to reconnect with my son because even yeah, even PJ's dad was just like you got to take control of this kid. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> there's one gag I really love that to go, but to go back to the Kmart is that yeah, one the, the mom booth. with the overactive child who's just like oh, dead inside. My God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Another dark moment. Oh. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and just rah. to get the get the one the other kid just to kind of sit still. They put Velcro on her <laughs> on her butt and just yes. <laughs> just slap her on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that uh, so that's when the, the trip starts uh, again. Continuing the theme of just lack of communication in most comedies in the '90s, we're just like, all right, we're going on a trip today. I didn't check with you, Max, my son, if you had anything else going on. We're just gonna just get in. Can't even like you know use the bathroom or just, just, just go on a road trip. Yeah. Get get in. Pack pack what bags? He doesn't really have anything to bring with him. But uh, and then but first. It, but first he has to stop at Roxanne's to let her to let her know
1: and this right. is where the lie happens. This is the inciting it's incident of the film, right?
0: Yes, another yeah. one of many, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Which I I want to talk about. I want to see your guys thoughts about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxanne's dad just seems very like he's non-vocal and we've seen a couple there's a couple other characters in this movie and it just seems like the bigger you are cuz there's that one woman on the road trip that they see like the wife and then the husband. Yes. And the husband's mm-hmm. like smaller and she's like bigger and she kind of talks like this but like doesn't are there like different types of what goofy is where it's like the bigger you are like yeah are you gonna are, less evolved like, maybe i don't know go ahead jamie
3: i think it is the typical like okay so theoretically goofy is a dog yeah right yeah these are all dogs yeah <laughs> uh, there are different breeds of dogs and roxanne's father looks like some sort of like a bulldog right and i think it's that characteristic of like you know bulldogs are more like brutish and like a little they're actually i think they're like english bulldogs are not known to be very smart dogs right so i feel like maybe the dogs that lean more towards like that breed I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just it's yeah. just
1: funny because she treats him. She's like, "Good daddy, go back inside." Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's a I dog, mean, like more than she mm. is. Like I don't know. It's so funny.
0: Like there is there. like an issue of like yes, this is like a, a race thing We're like yeah, er- <laughs> or, 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 or like like is it race or just like, the types of creatures that creatures? Yeah, Scoof. I- All right, canceled. Catch up. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to look. Everyone's a dog. E- Mostly in this, this, this we see in the opening number. This school, they're all like dog-esque, right? They're all like they have, like the black noses, and but they all like basically look like human beings because they have like they have like light skin, except, except for, for morphosized, like animals, right? Yeah, except yeah. for yeah. Goofy and and for Max's family who have like a, a darker complexion, but. So they like the, could be. the minor. I don't yeah. think that much thought was put into it, honestly. I don't think so either. Cause you know, there are like, you know, cause Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck exist in these universe, yeah. but you don't have like, there's no like ducks walking down the hallway or just other types of animals on two For months. years, I actually yeah.
3: thought that Goofy was a cow. And if you watch <laughs> one of the old Disney shorts, uh, it has to do, I think it's like Mickey and the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is a cow that, Donald Duck, Goofy, and Mickey have to kill. And it's super dark. You need to go- You need to look this up. Um, <laughs> but they have to kill this cow. And it looks identical to Goofy. So I was like, is Goofy a cow? Like, yeah. So I totally thought Goofy was a cow for a really long time. And now this... I understand he's a dog.
1: Right. Yeah. We had mm. this discussion when Corey was on doing Stand By Me. And there's that whole I thing know. of like, what the hell is Goofy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah I thought that dog, was ironic. But, yeah. <laughs> And just for anyone who is listening, Corey is my partner who I live with here in Texas, so <laughs> yeah. somehow we have this goofy connection yeah, yeah, yeah two things.
1: right, right. <laughs> things have gotten a little goofy um <laughs> yeah i I, th- I just thought that was funny, just like, I don't know, like because it happens a couple times, and I was like, I guess there's just different yeah i it makes sense the breed thing makes sense of like it's like more of a mm-hmm. bulldog than
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know
0: but but anyway, he max lies.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't, yeah. I'll, I can't go to that party with you in two months because I have to go to the concert with my dad because my dad knows Powerline. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is the best moment, yeah, though. I'll wave to you on is. TV.
3: <laughs> Where he says that he was an old bandmate or something with Powerline, which the age difference, I don't know that that necessarily makes sense, first right. of all. But second of all, when Max looks over, and waves to his dad. Like Goofy gives the most like stupid grin ever, and it makes me so happy every single time. So it looks obviously like Goofy knows what they're talking about, um, and he's like, "Yeah, we're cool." But
1: yeah, he's like, "I will be right there, you crazy guy, you." And then yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, and then we're off on the road, and yeah. we get a uh, uh, you know another song of mm. uh, based off of. Well, Goofy starts it out because the the radio breaks, and, and already there's conflict. Um, mm-hmm. Max is listening to uh, some kind of metal band, in the, something uh, you can air guitar to. Yeah, very, yeah, very easily. But the radio breaks, so Goofy sings a song, and then from this point, I think with the first stop is the Possum Place, correct? Yeah.
3: Well, they have the um they stop at the truck stop to get breakfast.
1: Yes, okay. And
3: Goofy realizes that Max is like obviously not feeling this trip mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out like ways to like how can I get him back on board and he thinks by dubbing him does that happen at this? point? That's a little time? later in the film. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Is it I believe okay? It's way Maybe after, Lester's
3: yeah. Possum Park is next because he says that he has a surprise because mm-hmm. he wants. He thinks it's going to. It's cheer pretty close
0: because because that's where they set up the first idea. They're like you know they're, they're driving the car and like Goofy's used, looking at the map while driving and it's like yes. Dad, can I be the navigator? It's like, well, no, because of spoilers of our trip, I can't let you look at the map.
3: Right. So, right. Yeah. Yes, and it is Lester's Possum Park, which mm-hmm. is easily yeah. the best part
0: of this movie in yeah. my opinion the um right, right, right before we get to that i just want to say the gift of animation just lets us have this incredible like kind of this dinky car but just like stacked to the re ra- like stacked like 15 feet high with luggage and just the way that it's, it's just like another character in the film just like their car you know the road trip car just kind of lump just just breaking all laws of physics you know while driving down the highway it's just one of those things you can only do in, in the medium of animation so
1: yeah, and you, you sent a screen cap, which was mm. eerie. Uh, th- oh, just, like all the
0: car, just, just a wide shot of all the cars on the highway just kind of driving towards the camera. And yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's probably a shot that's been replicated before, but my mind went right to like Mad Max Fury Road. And, oh,
3: my God. You know, well, well even on the left, is.
1: there's a car with a motorcycle in front of it, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing as in that image, and it looks just like yeah. the fucking movie. It's, it's crazy. I mean, who knows? George and everybody's Miller. on top of the of the vehicle, and it looks like the war right. boys, like on the poles. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's really funny. Um, but yeah, Lester's this. You know, then we get the yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Lester's Possum Park, right? Possum Park. Yeah, which is uh, Jamie. Possum you mentioned World? the f- uh, this is your favorite uh, part of the movie. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah.
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, first of all, where does everyone think that Lester's Possum Park actually is? I'm guessing Tennessee. That's yeah. my guess. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thinking geography there. wise, I feel like maybe they're going south. They
1: are. They they take a lot of loops and stuff like that around. <laughs> but they are <laughs> they they do go straight south first. I'm really bad with the geography. But it seems like it's definitely like a um it seems like this could be something. I've never been to De- Tennessee, yeah. but my idea of Tennessee lines up with this.
0: <laughs> it, like I, I, mean, I remember it being yeah. very swampy,
1: kinda of swampy. So I was like almost okay. thinking like maybe, maybe New Orleans
0: or Bama. Yeah.
1: Oh Bama. Bama, could be Bama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's it's kind of scary. It's really scary. Like going. Like the sh- first shot is that parent dragging the little girl into dragging. the giant horrifying possum's <laughs> maw. <laughs>
3: I don't want to. She's just screaming. Yeah. It's
0: a, great, it's a great way to go somewhere. Traveling through a mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Then we get a uh, which I believe
1: it seems like it's inspired by. Um, like you know, like the animatronics by like Chuck E. Cheese, or like even before mm-hmm. that, like I feel like there was like a, an older yeah. show, like a children's show that had like animatronics like that, right? But I um, mean, there
0: is also I think. Well, this is kind of goes to here's my theory, guys, about uh, yeah, why Possum Park is Possum World is such like a, a sh- to be kind a shithole. Is the fa- I think it's like a it's a legitimate. Uh, subliminal suggestion to the audience like Hess this is a I this is an example of a theme park gone bad but oh yeah do, do you know of a theme park that goes impossibly well let me point you towards Disney World Disneyland and all those magical theme parks I think it's just a way just to kind of like remind people like it could be a lot worse but you'll never have this experience at Disney World
3: oh my gosh I so, never even thought of that so, <laughs> so, I think it's
0: just a very just it's like a very it's it's like 3d it's like Twenty four dimensional chess, just like thinking like moves ahead just to like how to get people to buy more tickets to Magic Kingdom. So that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so Jamie, like what is the what what
1: draws you so much to this this part of the movie? Like why do you love it so much?
3: Well first of all, first of all, it's like some carny shit, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Like Give me all that broken down side of the road trash that looks like no one should check it out, but Mm -hmm. somehow it's still open. And like, you know, you're going to find some gnarly stuff there. (laughs) And like, as soon as Max goes into this, uh, well, first of all, the concept of going to like a theme park or something and that you're not going to go on a ride. You're going to go into this animatronic, like theater of... I don't know. It's like a bunch of different possums singing this theme song about the park, and mm. all all of them are broken. Um, Especially the, my
1: favorite one like, is the guy coming out of the tire or the hole, and it, like he just immediately just shorts out.
2: <laughs> it's
0: like yes. Mordecai or Mordecai. something. Like that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> just brother Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but I love during that part. Uh, they're sitting in that little theater watching this nightmare. And this little girl next to Max is just having the time of her life. And he looks over at her, in like disgust and horror. Mm -hmm. And she is just like, she's missing half of her teeth. And she's in a diaper. And she's just like screaming at the top. Of her lungs and looking dead in the eye at him, like yes, like, <laughs> like a character uh, out of like Texas it.
1: Chainsaw. <laughs> <Like>, uh-huh.
3: Yes, <yeah. laughs> it's like this this hillbilly mountain like family came out for the day and was gonna have a good time, and this little kid was freaking psyched. And I love that little girl so mm. much.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it was <laughs> like when uh, you and I and Corey took that trip to the mountains of in Saranac Lake, and we yes. went out, down that old road. And then just, like, yes. found those, I don't know, just, like, this is something,
3: I don't know, just going I into the woods. I would want to go here. Yeah. I would want to go here. Like, I would be so happy if I was driving in the woods, like, minding my own business, and all of a sudden Lester's Possum Park showed up, I would be in there, like, so quick. Oh, are you kidding?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. I I, always wish, like, my, my family always, we took trips to, like, New Hampshire, and, like, we went to Gettysburg uh, one summer, and, like, Maine. But we never like did like a cross country type thing where like there are places like this just like you know like world's biggest spoon come see the spoon and it's like that's yeah. it you know like <laughs> I, I, it's just
0: like weird shit like that is like so appealing. I just remember going to this like it was between like PA and like the Jersey Shore and the one of the, one of those back city towns. It was called Storybook Land and it was just this kind of like you go on these rides and attractions that are like really just kind of janky like they, they built these things in the 70s and they haven't updated them for 30 years and it's just like oh here's the three little pigs just um here's like the star the straw house the brick house and the what, what's the other house the wood house and just like it's just like take a picture in front of it or just like it, you can like kind of interact with the stuff there was no real people in costumes it was just like you can walk around like the landscapes of storybook like public domain storybook was uh, it like well characters. kept or was it
1: like broken down and like missing paint and stuff
0: <laughs> i don't think i mean it just didn't have like the gloss and sheen of right. like a disney park but it was you know it was just kind of like empty and just like all right it's it's almost like this is like a park for some reason we had to pay money to get into well, you know like, what that reminds me of
1: is like jamie you know like the parts of great escape where like yes. for the kids like there was like the yes. whole kids mm-hmm. section where you like go into like this fake like sheriff like pr- like this prison but or mm-hmm. and like there was like a lot of fairy tale stuff but it's like they never painted it <laughs> they never it was like, kept it up
3: before um great escape was a six flags yeah. officially and they built all the roller coasters and stuff um it was a smaller theme bu- or theme park that was um i don't want to say like when you said storybook land i was like oh i think that's what that was called but it was like a mm-hmm. smaller sort of fantasy themed. um theme park and it was exactly like that just like nothing was up kept very like tiny little houses that kids could run into and take pictures but that's it yeah and like i feel like lester's possum park when when you think about all the things that you see in the movie like literally just taking a picture with a bunch of possums like Mm -hmm. that's exciting somehow and there's a giant like rat man (laughs) walking around in a costume that's probably dirty and has never been washed yeah like that's the level we're
1: at. And he gets torn <laughs> apart by those children, who I assume yeah. just drag him into the swamp and kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, one does. It's it, tradition. Right, right, yeah. And if you don't get out of the Possum Park, you have to become the Possum mm-hmm. Man. That's just how this right. horror movie works. Uh-huh. And I love oh their hats. Oh my gosh, they
3: need, to, they need to do a backstory yeah. <laughs> on this guy who plays Lester the Possum. Oh,
1: speaking of mm-hmm. like spinoff Disney movies, uh, you know what I mean? Like, why wasn't that a, a spinoff, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, really? I mean...
1: The, the guy uh, played by Pat Butram from Green Acres. This was his last role. He passed away during production after he did the voice nice. work for uh, The Possum Man.
3: Holy cow. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, he was, uh, let's see, he played Napoleon in The Aristocats. Uh, he was the sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood. Um okay. He was in the Rescuers, The Fox and the Hounds, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was one of the tunes, so he did like a lot of stuff mm. for for Disney. But yeah, this was his his final role as as uh, the MC, at Lester's
0: Possum. Yeah, Boston. I think he was the guy inside the theater, like uh, kind of introducing things. Yes, yeah, him, not not yeah. the not the guy in the costume, but the guy right, like right, well, yeah, Welcome to else.
1: Lester's Possum Park. Yeah, yeah, Whatever.
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, enjoy
3: well, the show. Yeah, that yeah.
1: Bushroom.
0: We, we, we stand a real one.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I love their hats. I love that the hats are just dead roadkill possums. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like right. the appeal. Um, but I, this was
3: like the breaking point. Yeah. For like Goofy and Max, where like Goofy was really trying to like do something to help Max enjoy this trip and for them to mm-hmm. bond. And he thought that this was like the cool, fun thing that his kid was going to like. And then he embarrasses Max in a public setting yeah. mm-hmm. by trying to have Max get in on this like goofy photo thing and like dancing in front of people with his dad. And he is just like over it. And I, f- I forget what he says, but he storms back off to the car, it's pouring rain. Mm and he says something like super hurtful to goofy i can't remember what it is but i know there's the... wake me up when the trip is over yeah. or something like that he throws
1: and, his hat like, and goofy's like max you forgot your hat and he's like i don't want this stupid thing and like they drive away and the hat's just there that like breaks my heart every single time oh. Oh, feels so bad yes. for goofy yes oh.
0: yeah i mean like yeah definitely like now you just I, I it's like he's trying to force an experience to his son like this is something that really changed like made me who i am i want to try to do it to try to have you have the same exact experience and that sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't. I mean even just on a smaller level like I try to like recommend maybe movies or TV shows to my parents or other family members and like I'm like this thing like changed my life you got to watch this and they're just like all right yeah sure whatever <laughs> and then they'll do the same thing to me just like give me a book or something you got to read this book this is gonna change the it's the fabric of your reality and then you know you either don't you you just people have to find things on their own i think and it's really hard to kind of like replicate experiences one to one with as much as we try
1: it's never going to match the intensity of like your nostalgia for nah. something
0: <laughs> like, Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: um then yeah, then we're back on the road and then i think that's when we meet up with pj and his father and and the cam- they, they start to go camping and uh just
0: mm-hmm. like, has like a, an incredible like baller glamping this 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 monstrosity house that on wheels <laughs> yeah i don't know a so mansion rv is gonna, uh, like a gigantic uh, a, a rv, RV type a rooftop thing. a rooftop bowling alley basketball court jacuzzi like surround like the whole stereo system inside it's it's pretty incredible
3: i love that moment though with mm-hmm. um pj dancing yeah mm-hmm. to uh stand out or least cleaning <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. rv cleaning inside this rv with like crazy hardwood floors it's like huge <laughs> like I love that moment
1: yeah. so much. You know, he's just like that's when, cleaning the whole trip. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: That's when, uh, Max finds out that everyone knows that he's told Roxanne like right. this huge lie about how he's going to be at the power line concert and joining mm-hmm. in I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. And everyone back home is like, Waiting to see this happen, yeah, Yeah. and that's when it dawns on him like how bad the situation Mm -hmm. really
1: is. Like, have either of you told a lie like that that just got out of control and you just fucking dig yourself deeper and deeper, (laughs) and you get the cold sweat? Go ahead, Jamie. So, (laughs) Jamie's got a story.
3: I I
2: was,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was blessed by summer vacation, actually, in this case. But I in sixth, fifth grade, fifth grade. Told everyone that Hanson was coming to my birthday party. Oh my God. And I wrote like a little fake note from them being like, Jamie, <laughs> we're so excited to come to your party. And like, showed my friends. And I was like, see, like, I'm talking with them. They're my uh... friends. And like, I don't even think I had a birthday party <laughs> that year.
2: <laughs> well, we're just
1: canceling it for this year. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: It was too much. They were, you know, we had to reschedule. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. busy. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, that was probably one of the biggest ones. Very much in line with this lie that Max is told.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And this is was this hmm. before or after you saw the movie? This must have been after, right? Or before?
3: I don't know. I forget
0: it's when Umbop came out. I think it was like oh, was it? like a few years after. I think Umbop was like 97. Yeah.
3: 90, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and it probably came out on video. It was probably around the same time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems
0: about right. Yeah, Umbop. What a jam. Oh.
3: Right? What a jam. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: going to listen to it after it this released, episode. Yeah, it looks like it was released in uh, April 97, so okay. a couple so, years after. Yeah.
3: Probably on par. Yeah, yeah, might have been inspired right. by this. And obviously, I didn't learn any lessons by watching this movie. I was like, mm. no, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Same thing with me, with me and Ferris Bueller. But also, he like gets away with it, and it, like, there's no consequences for Ferris. Much like, unlike Max, where there it's he he pays for it for sure. Uh, Jaya, did you have something, or did you
0: ever? Wine? Yeah, <laughs> like nothing. No, no. I I was just sometimes. To my detriment, I would – I'm not saying I never lied, but, like, there was a few – I remember I had this one thing where, like, I was so committed to, like, getting it right or telling the truth where, like, I think a teacher's walking by and I don't know what we are like, I was with a friend and he says, like, hey, hey, Mr. So-and-so, Jaya says you're the best blank uh, – the best teacher in whatever field it was. And, but I knew, like, I had never said that, but this friend of mine was just trying to make, make a conversation, so I was like, no, that's not true. And then the guy was like, well, thanks, you know, <laughs> fucking <laughs> <hassle."> <laughs> So just something like that, we're just like, no, like, oh, he's, he's just trying to make it, oh, yeah, Jaya thinks you're a great band director. Like, no, I never said that to you, to you personally. Yeah. Maybe I said to other people, but not to you. <laughs> so, uh, great social skills I had <laughs> in <those> right. players, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Um... So now I just lie all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. It's just easier to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's easier.
1: Um, yeah, so, yeah, so we, yeah, he finds this out, and then uh, Goof- we get a setup kind of like Goofy teaches him the perfect cast. Uh, mm. It's this thing that his father, again, handed down to him, and he's going to hand down to Max. Um, but then things go awry when uh, the perfect cast, they, they hook a Bigfoot. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and this is one of my favorite uh, scenes is the Bigfoot attack of the movie. And uh, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Max and his father being forced to
2: stay
0: in the car overnight while Bigfoot just terrorizes them. Yeah, it's Bigfoot is like plot, like not plot device, but just like it puts the brakes on everything. It just traps our two main characters in an enclosed space where they have no choice but to talk to each other. So mm-hmm. I think it works, it works really well is in that way. It just gives us these kind of quiet moments and really just kind of, I mean, the whole thing about high Dad Soup. Uh-huh. And just you know oh yeah you used to have phrases like i love you and then
2: <sighs>
0: yeah this movie fucking, it works, like, i love it i love it so much
3: there was like that with the high dad soup it's like that tender moment mm-hmm. where there's like an olive branch extended from max to goofy because he hands him the cup of the soup and it says yeah. hi dad or something yeah. like that in yeah. the bottom um and it's sort of like don't worry i may act like i hate you but like I still love you. Mm. And that was like a moment where it's like, okay, like this is, it's the way you are with your parents when you're growing up and you're a teenager, you act like you despise them. But really at the end of the day, it's like, Oh, I still love you. Right. So right. I, I love that moment. It's really good. But then of course you have Bigfoot uh, listening to the Bee Gees <laughs> and has Max's yeah. uh, tidy whiteies on his head. Yeah. He's like,
0: yeah. This is still like in the mid nineties when like, Hey, what if someone listened to disco? That'd be a great punchline. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who could imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also love the
1: moment oh, of uh, when he's this is the moment where he, he changes the map after Goofy falls asleep mm-hmm. so he alters the direction of the map to go to LA and not going to uh, Lake Destiny So, uh, mm-hmm. but then Goofy almost wakes up and then so it's, it's like, a great like
0: masterclass intention, just oh, like, yeah, yeah he's, yes. he's, he almost wakes up and then the pencil breaks and he has to use a little thing just to kind of finish drawing the, the circle around LA. And and it's all glowing uh,
3: red. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> the yeah. most powerful, like high powered, like glove box light. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. The how many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon?
2: <laughs> but, but right. Goofy, which yeah. I always
1: really liked. Um, oh yeah, and then there was the moment of, uh, it was such a Disney moment When he goes to heat up the soup, he heats up the cigarette lighter and he's like, well, at least we've got a use for this. And it's like, don't smoke, kids. (laughs) Right, right.
3: I literally never understood what that was for in my parents' car and like what the cigarette lighter was for. And I always just thought after that it was for heating up soup. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what you did. You could just heat up soup with it, which I don't think theoretically, like, I don't think that would work.
0: Absolutely not. That soup was steaming. He yeah, definitely burned something. Yeah. yeah, I had one of those. In my one of my very first cars. I think I just had like all these kind of like O shaped burns on my passenger uh, seat. It was just like yeah, just I was because I was just playing with it because it was fun and then mm-hmm. I would take it out and just somehow. Yeah, I think those are gone no, now. No good. I don't think they put them in cars
1: anymore. No, yeah. they
0: not
3: don't. anymore now. No, no yeah, so weird. they totally don't.
0: Yeah, someday they'll stop putting uh, USB chargers in cars, you know, if 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 cell phones are the next cigarettes, you know, someday. Like, what were we thinking? Having ways to charge your phone while driving your car? Right, right, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're back on the road again. Uh, we're hitting all these. We get a little montage of different things that they're all doing. I forget what a lot of them are. Like yeah. They hit, like, oh, a theme there's park. Like, they,
0: they go jet skiing. Yeah. They go monster truck rallies, roller coasters. Uh, but
3: it's perfect because yeah. it's, yeah. like, it, it's it's the perfect representation of like, finally Max has input into what they're doing, mm-hmm. but he's, they're still stopping at places that Goofy loves. Yeah. Like I think it was like the world's largest ball of yarn. Yeah, or yeah, like House of
0: today. Yarn, I think it was called.
3: Yeah, and he is like freaking psyched about that. Mm-hmm. So it's like this balance of the two of them working together and not trying to like overpower each other. And they're happy. They're having such a good time. They, they
0: drop a piano on a mime. I mean, that's just, <laughs> you know, any great father-son relationship, that's definitely just one of those threshold moments. Of, they straight
3: up murder sure. a man. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, both of them yeah. are like, okay, let's get out of here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what
1: bonds people together more than just committing a murder together and having to right. live with that the rest uh, of your life? Hmm. That's an un- <laughs> un- unbreakable bond, you know? I don't think you really know your parents until you, you- – <laughs> <laughs> bury a body in the woods together <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah but then there's this darkness hanging over it because it's like well eventually he's gonna get caught you know and that, and that's where it brings mm-hmm. us to the diner scene um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yeah where uh, which bugs me because he just breaks the yolks of both of his
0: eggs which, I don't know why that still bothers me
3: <laughs> eggs, yeah. eggs. But yeah, but yeah, it's, like,
0: it's like just put it down there's only two yeah. people at this table right. come on yeah. <laughs> she seems like a professional, like like a, a waitress who's you know she's not her first day, so
3: yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm she's just over it.
3: <laughs> but yeah, then he's given the map the uh, official duty of being the navigator mm-hmm. at that point. Yep. So he is fully in charge of whatever is going to be happening next.
1: Yep. And then I I for for some reason I forget how this comes to light. And he admits to his father like. 'Cause then we end up in the in the gorge gorge, right?
0: Well before, way before no. then there's a brief stop over in the hotel and that's where also where uh Ma- the other Max and not Max oh, uh, PJ. PJ and his dad. That's it's right. PJ, PJ. Yeah, keep All revealed.
3: The yeah.
0: They have that that deep dark conversation yep. in the hot tub. He's lying to you, goofball. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah.
3: Under your thumb, oh. goof.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, and he's and yeah, Goofy's just like Max would never do that. Like yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then he he finds the map and then he
0: Like we see him get in the car and then we just like see him like hit the glove box. And like, but I don't think we actually see him discovering it, but then just based on his facial expressions, like, yeah, he knows.
3: Yeah. He says that he trusts Max and he doesn't want to, like, he doesn't even want to ask her, like try and like, he doesn't want to confirm it, but somehow I think he sees it when it pops out of the glove box. And then he's like, well, shit.
1: Yeah, And he's just like, he kind of lets Max go along. He's like, well, surely Max will confess at some point. And then there's this like tension between them where, Max, I think, knows that he knows, but he won't
0: admit it, and, like, yeah. Yep. And that, and that, that's when it, wrong. The, the climax in the, 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 the gorge, The little right? crossroads yeah. of which way do we go, uh, south or north, to L.A., or to the fishing right. hole, ups, and, yeah, then that, that does kind of lead us towards the, like, the it's like the end of Act 2, the end game, really, of, like, is it? Yeah, so they're on the road to L.A. then, and the car, it, they, they, Goofy just he's like pissed he's pissed to hell. He gets <laughs> out, looks over at like Monument Valley or wherever they are, and uh, and then the car just happens to roll away and they go chase it. And that's when like the real catharsis, all the pain comes out, all, uh, people saying their truths and as their their, their vehicle is literally uh, traveling down the canyons, gets submerged underwater, and then uh, they almost
1: die.
2: <laughs> they almost
1: oh die. yeah. Like the part where Max uses the perfect cast to save him, mm-hmm. and then like he's holding on to the thing. And and like, oh no, it's yeah, I, he uses the cast last, and that's what saves him. But then when he's holding on to the, the the grip, and then it's like slipping, and it's like, oh my god, he's gonna watch his father die in front of him. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus. Um,
3: I legit, well, I cry at any Disney movie, mm-hmm. I cry during that part every single time. My eyes tear up, and I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, so intense
3: when he's like pulling him back up through the mist. Mm. with the fishing yeah, rod yeah. like that always gets to so, me he's when when cast. he's like exactly yeah. they're yeah. looking at each other and he's like the
0: perfect because <laughs> it's right after it's right before like they're at their lowest moments they both hate each other's guts but then they do have like that song as they're just kind of like you know riding the river down mm-hmm. on the, the roof of their car and like, like i don't even know it's like it's just like a rec- reconciliation song so then they're yep. kind of in a slightly better place but yeah then then goofy almost dies max saves him with the, fi- the perfect cast and then we have a
1: compromise. We're just like, all right, well, let's go to LA. Let's go to the Powerline yeah. concert, and they're like, they're they're both on board.
3: Well, I think Goofy realizes that this whole thing is done by Max because he's in love with this girl uh-huh. and that he's got this crush. And I feel like at that point, Goofy was like, oh, now I realize like why this is so important to him. So like, let's mm-hmm. get him there. Like it's important, mm-hmm. and and that was like the moment where it clicked. But can we talk about how the hell they get there? And how this car is somehow salvaged after going off of a giant waterfall? Somehow it's still functional, and we'll get them to LA.
1: Yeah, in time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, like they 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 sneak they sneak in. There is a lot. I mean, this is you know it's already like it's the movie's like an hour and twenty minutes long. So like they had to like shorthand a lot of stuff. But the fact that like they they do like kind of sneak into those guitar cases just to to smuggle themselves into the venue. But the concert's already started. It's already like it's like in the last it's in this like the show stopping finale yeah uh i do feel like if this movie had like another 10 minutes i would have liked to even have a scene of like max and goofy like have a scene with them in Powerline, but they just kind of yeah. like, they, they just kind of they do the dance number once they comically get on stage
2: yeah
1: uh, I, and i can't and... tell if Powerline's on board with it or not because there's parts of it where he mm. looks pissed <laughs> that this is happening right. but he can't do anything about it um uh, but mm. then but then by the end of it it seems like it's like oh Because he does, they do the perfect cast as the dance. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, the I2I song is great. And Mm -hmm. uh, Roxanne is watching from the TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: finally, the, the whole cl- the whole cl- their whole class has been in that living room for two months, just waiting for the concert <laughs> to start. Just like like those fans who camped out before the first Star was prequel. Just right. like, all right, this, this is our summer. We're just going, because he's. We
3: have to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. We have to mention though before they get on stage, Goofy accidentally stumbling into a dressing room of one of the dancers getting dressed mm-hmm. and pulls off the most the animators did the most wonderful reaction face ever yeah. for Goofy's embarrassment <laughs> but also like blushing and mm. like oh it's a he's beautiful he's got look. like
0: his fingers up his nose and his, his, his eyes are half closed yeah it's it's a really it's like really a
3: twirling his, his
0: ear shot. or something yeah yeah, yeah.
3: It's, oh it's so good and mm-hmm. then also the fact like i love that dancer mm-hmm. That she's like a singer, like a backup singer, dancer, yeah. and like she's this giant woman with this like hair that looks like it's on fire, mm-hmm. and she's got like little rings orbiting her herself yeah. for the outfit. She like explodes oh. out of
1: a pillar or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: She's awesome. Yeah. I wish I could be her for Halloween, and like people would understand. Maybe I'll do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, way. yeah. But yeah. oh. I, so I like much.
1: that we that sets like she comes back. It's not just like oh he walks into some random woman's room, but then yeah. she still mm. has her moment. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. oh that's the mm. setup and yeah. then the payoff. Yeah.
3: But then like Roxanne, like everyone at that party is like oh like he's not gonna be there. Like she clearly thinks that she's super disappointed, and then all of a sudden they see um, them show up on stage dancing with Powerline, and mm. it's such like a cool moment. And then even to see PJ's dad Pete. There's this wonderful shot where he's so surprised that he spits out his uh, soda, does a spit take and it's just them dancing on stage with the soda like streaming down the TV. It's Think
1: you were wrong. Fuck you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good moment. If
3: if anyone's the villain in this, I feel like Pete is always the villain. As just being like an overbearing dad Mm -hmm. who's just like saying you gotta control your kid and like uh, don't let them have any freedom or anything. And then at the end it's like, no, like the two of them came together and made this cool thing happen. So I love that.
1: Yeah. So good. It's such a feel good moment. Mm-hmm. And the song's great. Like I said, and then, and then we, uh, yeah, they get back home somehow. Yeah. They, they called triple a and they got their car. <laughs> <out of laughs> <that canyon. laughs> yeah. and uh, We, we get a last shot. It's on Ro- Roxanne's
0: porch. And, uh, yeah. There is that moment of him, like, you know, kissing Roxanne, and then he, he, he uh, huh, hey, yucks. <laughs> and his greatest fear, he covers my, oh my God, I'm be- becoming my father, or, but then, like, she doesn't care. And he also is, like, a whole other level of bonding with his dad. And maybe he doesn't seem as embarrassed by him, even when he, like, crashes through <laughs> Roxanne's patio after the hoofs. car explodes.
3: The car explodes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm pretending. yeah. I'm glad that they addressed it yes. because.
1: Yeah, like that car had been to, through a trip, like you said. Like it, may, it somehow still yeah.
0: worked after the the fall, and then it's like, all right, well, that's it. <laughs> like they changed like thirty <laughs> tires on the on the, you know in that montage. Right, so. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I think Rock, Roxanne at some point actually says to Max, like, "I liked you from the beginning. Like the first time I heard you with your laugh, like yeah. that, yeah." And it was like, oh, she like likes him for yeah. him, right. and thinks he's cute. So it was that worse was... in
0: your head, Max. You know, you, all your greatest fears—they're just you, know, you thought she'd laugh at you for. He
3: laughing. comes clean. You didn't mm-hmm. have yeah. to come clean, mm-hmm. Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I know.
1: Just live with that lie. You know, live
3: with the lie. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Uh, that would have bothered me though i would that would have haunted me forever and maybe or you reveal it 20 years later hey like remember remember when we met it's all based on a lie Mm.
3: (laughs) that's my question would you would you retain the lie could you i don't know i feel like i could tell myself like i i wouldn't come clean and then i would tell myself that it was true so much that it would become real in my mind that I was now friends with Powerline, so everything's okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, they did make a sequel, an extremely goofy movie. I've not seen it, but look, just looking at the synopsis and the cast list, like Rox- Roxanne's not even No, in she's it. not even mentioned. So, what? No. But I did so, look up
1: in the new DuckTales series, there are three references to a goofy movie. There's one where they, uh, uh, Goofy shows like a photo of um, of Max at one point like they they see goofy and then um Lester's Possum Park is referenced it's like there's like a uh, a poster for Lester's Possum Park and one of the characters like rooms or oh and like God. in the first episode uh, uh Huey Dewey and Louie are listening to Powerline this is listening to stand out but <laughs> That's awesome. one of the photos goofy is holding up like showing like uh it's like oh here's a photo of me and Max and there is a photo of Max and Roxanne together so apparently everything worked oh. out
2: and they the, and the creator of the show right. is like
1: he loves this movie, and he's like, "I wanted to like have some kind of closure that everything turned out like okay for them, you know, because you wonder like mm-hmm. we don't get to see what happens."
3: That's yeah. amazing! Yeah. Oh, it makes me so happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's, that's where it ends with Goofy meeting Roxanne, saying, Enchanté Mademoiselle, and then that's that's the last that's that's it. That's the Goofy movie. Yeah.
3: That is now. Mm-hmm was followed up, like you mentioned, extremely goofy movie. But also then you had the series that came out, Goof Troop.
0: That was before but, the movie, yeah.
3: Was it before the movie? Because yeah, I yeah. was I was so on board with Goof Troop oh, yeah. and all of that like uh-huh. block on television after you came home from school. I yeah. feel like it was there was like Rescue Rangers, mm-hmm. uh I'm trying to remember. There was also like, like
0: Darkwing Duck. Darkwing, Darkwing Duck bonkers. Bonkers, Bonkers
3: was mm. another one, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was all about that oh, me too. life. But I, I hated that the Goof Troop voices were different from the voice actors yep. in the movie, and that always mm-hmm. threw me yeah, off. Yeah, they
1: chose somebody different for Max yeah. just because they they wanted to age Max several years for this movie. But like you too, like I think I saw this movie first, and then I saw Goof Troop later. But I did not realize yep. that this was mm-hmm. like Goof, Goof Troop ended, and they wanted to do like a TV special, and they're like, oh, let's do a movie. But it was also a movie that was like had a very low budget. Nobody really cared about it. Um there was an exact the guy who like kind of inspired it or like helped write it was like fired. Uh,
0: Jeffrey Katzenberg was like Jeffrey Katzenberg, yeah. yeah. He's the one that wanted to make this movie. He's like, I'm having I'm trying I'm having trouble talking to my daughter. Can we make a movie about that? Yeah, he actually went so... on a road trip with his daughter,
1: like in this movie, yeah. and they they reconnected, so he's like he, it was his idea to give mm-hmm. Goofy like an emotional like Uh, like make him more like emotional and less like 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 a one dimensional character. Um, but yeah, there was some, something, I don't know exactly what happened, but he was let go during this process and they really only released it to appease him for like contract purposes. So it really didn't do well Mm -hmm. until like kind of got a cult following. And now Disney's like, Hey, remember this really cool movie that we were always on board with? Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah, yeah. I saw some like knockoff uh, Powerline and Max uh, merchandise over in Tokyo when Ooh. I was there. I think I sent Justin. I think I sent you a picture of one of the jackets. I think so. Yeah. When I was, there. <laughs> it's like holy crap! Like people are really into this. In a couple years, like a bunch of Powerline shirts started showing up in places, so which was wild.
1: Because for a long time, I remember getting excited when I found out you liked it. You
3: know yeah, what I mean? And I was yeah. like, oh,
1: I didn't realize that that many people like my old roommate Anthony DeSanctis like he he wants to do like a lip sync performance of Powerline for something at Steelstacks when things like open up and it's like no this movie's like revered among millennials for sure Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
3: it's very special um and and I don't know if it's because it's such a grounded Mm -hmm. Disney movie like grounded in reality and like real experiences I think that's a big part of it but also when I watched that as a kid, like I feel like that was a very formative time too. Like, it's not like a movie you watch when you're an adult and it really resonates with you. It's because you like get it when you're younger. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's one of those things that when you mention it, people either get it or they, they don't. And if they get it, they like really freaking get it.
1: Yeah. They know (laughs) Um, the songs. They're like all. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. And I, I watch this movie every day, or every day, every day. <laughs> no, every <laughs> every year on my birthday, I have an uh, annual yeah, viewing yeah. of a Goofy oh, I wow. think we
1: watched it for your birthday uh, when we were living together. And you did give me uh, the DVD for my birthday, I believe. I think it was my birthday. Yes. Yeah, which I watched it yes. on, uh, which I enjoyed the trailers. One thing I did miss was that uh, the trailer from the VHS version had that weird song. It was like a, a clip from like, it was like a live action animation Song that... Oh, man. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember what it was.
3: So, here's yeah. the thing. I will never know that because my parents did that thing where they rented movies from Blockbuster and then had the VCR set up next to it and then would, <sighs> yeah. like, re- illegally copy Just, just make,
0: a, make a copy. That's what my babysitter <laughs> so did. So, I got, yeah. like...
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, like, the roughest shit. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't get any oh, of okay. that wonderful bonus yeah. stuff at the beginning. It was <laughs> funny. On, on
1: the DVD for this, it was kind of, like... Because the DVD for this came out, like, around when dvds were still pretty hot and there's like disney saying like yeah subscribe to our service and we'll send you a new dvd of something out of the vault every single month all these disney classics and it's just like (laughs) like like their own netflix kind of yeah exactly but you keep them it's like like you pay like probably an insane amount a year and then every month they send you a new movie to keep on dvd
0: that vault's got a heavy door they just keep it can only get it can only keep it open just for like a few minutes right or so, and then, and then it's gone Let something out but then that's it <laughs> that seems so
1: insane to me now because i remember evolve. those those ads yeah. as a kid just being like hey if you want to buy 101 dalmatians you got fucking one month to do it and then we're yanking it right. like
3: <laughs> yep
0: it's such it's such a like an evil business move <laughs> just to like just to f- just manufacture scarcity like that mm-hmm.
3: Well, also, Ugh. it's like, uh, you know that parents will do anything for their kids, too, and, mm-hmm. and Disney freaking knows mm-hmm. that. Like, they will make sure that they get that 101 Dalmatians movie in that month for a ridiculous price mm-hmm. so that their kids can it's have like, it. You
0: so know? VHS, it costs like $80. And that mm-hmm. old, like, like, bubble kind of case that the Disney... Yeah, the like The clam clamshell. Clamshell, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, man. But I mean, hey, I, I bought right into back.
1: it. I, I My favorites were always mm-hmm. Aladdin, Lion King, and this movie, so... Those, those, are, those are the yep. best.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: oh man! Also, one one other like <laughs> thing during the production of this movie, which seems like super annoying, is that they were almost done with it, and then they realized there was a single dead pixel on one of the yeah, machines that, that, that captured really the animation, funny. and then they had to redo a whole third of the movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Who was I working that that know. that editing house? Goofy? <laughs> yeah, himself? right. Yeah,
1: yeah. What a goof! Gosh, that was yeah. in the IMDb Goofs okay. section. Which was uh, mm-hmm. surprisingly small for how many goofs are in this movie, right? Uh, <laughs> there's,
0: there's a lot of goofs.
1: Uh, oh yeah, and then um, I did mention, or I forgot to mention the um, the guy who did the the music. He also did all the choreography. Like he did a, like a a mocap thing, so they like they animated it. So that's like he came up with all the moves of Power Line and all that stuff. So that that's fun. He really put a lot of effort yeah, into this he came movie. Came up with the moonwalk. <laughs>
3: There's a video that came out maybe like a couple of months ago and it's two brothers who uh, learned the whole power line yes. dance at the end you of the movie. You sent me that I it's think. so yeah. good. Yes, I, it makes I my heart so. yeah, makes my heart smile. It's very short, but mm. it's still it's good. It's real good.
0: So. Great. So, cool. so I think that's that's, the, the that's that's a goofy movie. Yeah. Would recommend. Um, yeah, right. I, uh, had you yeah. seen it before? Yeah, oh yeah, oh sorry, yeah, okay. I didn't really get to my my yeah. I was a big Goof Troop fan, loved okay. the movie. I, you know, this is I think I did see it in theaters. I, I mean, that whole air time of my life is a little fit a little hazy. Just like if I see it in theaters or I see it on home video, but yeah, yeah, I remember even just I think I still have like in a, like in a box somewhere in my parents' house. Like I did like a I traced like the Goof Troop like key art and just like you know <laughs> uh, just colored it in. And turn it in as like an assignment for some class. <laughs> so uh, I yeah, just love, but I, I haven't seen watching. this in years. It's been literally decades since I've seen it. Yeah. So uh, I really did enjoy. So thank you, Jamie, for letting me relive this. Quite frankly, yeah, perfect Disney movie. I mean,
3: yay! This it is, is perfect. Yeah, right? I, and I think cool. even
0: just like emotionally healthy and cathartic film that is, you know, you, you don't really get with any of those big, the big, the the big ones like Lion King or Frozen and- or Frozen. Mm -hmm. Atlantis it's a nice (laughs) small story with like a good
1: like lesson and like and it's a you know it's the the performances are really great and yeah it makes you feel Mm -hmm. things so it's nice
0: I mean even as like someone who's not a parent I still empathize I empathize more with Goofy now than maybe Mm -hmm. I'm sure I did with Max as a kid you know just like just wanting to bond with you know I mean even just like I have a nephew now just like trying to find those moments just to kind of make great experiences that they'll remember Mm mm-hmm even if they think you're lame and they want to FaceTime your mom and dad and not you. So, I get it. So, great. Uh, all right. Anything else before we uh, wrap up this show? No? All right. Let's, uh, we're, gonna, we're going to a new segment. A segment that we've done versions of in the past. I like to call it the, uh, the Ug Toe. You gotta check this out. It's an acronym for You Gotta Check This Out UGTO. So any brief recommendations on things that you guys are watching, playing, reading, doing that you can uh, tell us about? Um, I can go first. Yeah, go ahead. I, am, I, uh, I got something. I'm playing, I just gotta look uh, up the name of it. Uh, yeah, Sure, sure, sure. I'm playing Mafia, the definitive edition on um, the PlayStation 4. It's a uh, remake of an old 2002 Game like an open world set in the 30s. You play a gangster, and it's one of those. It came out like kind of right when GTA 3 was big, so like it was one of those open worlds, but like it's more of a linear process where there's not really much, there's no like side quests, just like you just play mission after mission after mission. But they did update all the, the, uh, the cinematics and the world itself, gorgeous looking. Uh, but still just has those remnants of just of a 2002 game where there's just not much else to do. And the story has always been kind of just like the greatest hits of the Godfather and the Goodfellas and, uh, the Bronx tale, stuff like that. I never played that, but I would check it out. I did play the Godfather video
1: game. That was like a GTA kind of, Mm -hmm. yeah. But I remember seeing that and I, I I always got them confused. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, mafia they, 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 they did like two sequels. Uh, that came out the last couple of years I have not played those but uh, I definitely have a, a soft spot in my, ha- my heart for uh, just exploring this made up uh, amalgamation of New Jersey and New York and Chicago so yeah check it out I, am be- I have been playing it on Twitch if you check out my okay, Twitch channel great. what's, your, what's so, your Twitch handle? my Twitch channel is just Jayapek alright easy enough yeah, you, can, you can search for that yeah it's my full name so check it out Justin, Jamie
3: Uh, I have been surviving quarantine by playing a different game on my Switch each weekend. Like, I just play through an entire game. Um, And I recently played through one called Earthworms. And I think it actually came out a couple years ago on Steam. um, But I just played it this past weekend. And it is very much uh, taking me back to those, like, point-and-click adventure games of when I was really young. Like. I got this itch to play like old school King's Quest, like 12 that my sister or the Titanic game, which I know Justin, mm-hmm. you and I have a connection <laughs> yeah. about.
0: Titanic adventure out of time. <laughs> yes. yes. Can we do so. an episode on that game someday, please? I, oh my yeah. God, please. I had this tragic. <laughs> I is so I put niche. So oh my God. Yes. Yes.
3: You're just a the spy the you just
0: get bombed back in time to try to prevent the Titanic <laughs> from sinking and find the, uh, the rubaya, like that, 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 that Poetry book. (laughs) Yep. And there's like diamonds. Yeah. Oh please. Yeah.
3: Okay. So you know. So we're gonna do that. Make a
0: note of this. Yeah, good.
3: We're gonna do that. So I was getting this itch after talking to my sister about those games, and I was like, Oh, I need a point and click adventure games. Like, do those even exist right now? And uh, Earthworms is like, I wanna say like X Files meets Lovecraftian horror Mm. with like a really unique art style, but it's all just point and click super okay. easy on the switch really good. If you don't want like a high pace, like game, that's stressful where it's like, I need to fight all these things. Like, no, you just wander around and try to solve all these puzzles. So, mm. um, I finally got through it. Earthworks. There's a couple different endings and I got the good ending on my first try. So, uh, I would definitely recommend it. It is fun. And I would say it's probably like a, I think only like a five hour game. It's pretty quick, but definitely worth it. Okay. So okay.
1: should I get a switch?
0: I feel like, I- <laughs> Yes! I don't know, but the PS5 yeah. is coming out.
3: Yes! But, uh,
1: uh, uh.
0: there's nothing good on the PS5. I know I got to wait like, a year like, for the PS5 like, launch. Like yeah, like yeah, I'm not getting any new consoles. There's just there's no day one launches that like, are worth shelling out 500 bucks for.
3: No, the Switch is great because you're getting all the indie games too, mm-hmm. and you can just That's download them. That's what I want. Them, I
0: want the indie
1: games. I could give yeah. a fuck about Mario yeah, at like this point. Games. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it's fine, but Breath of the Wild man's a yeah, pretty yeah, incredible it's game. So. Well, how much is the Switch yeah. now? Like 200 bucks? I, I don't know.
3: I don't know. Yeah. I don't you could get the bad. Switch Lite or whatever it is. It's got yeah, like... But that's,
0: I don't, can you hook that up to a TV or no? I think the Switch know. Lite might just, might just just be portable. I like the idea of having yeah. a
1: portable game again. That's I almost bought mm. a, uh, a DS like, a few years ago where I was like, I just want to play okay. Pokemon. I just want to play the first Pokemon oh. game again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. It, yeah, uh, what I've been... I have a lot of stuff that I've been doing. I, can, I, I think I mention this every time we record, but regular show and adventure time. Uh, I've been re- just watching that all the way through for the first time and been enjoying that. Um, as far as games, I just got into this game. I play a lot of Tony Hawk, uh, but also got into this game. I texted Jamie about it a few days ago, but you had already played it. Si- Sayonara Wild Hearts, mm-hmm. um, which is a, uh, you're essentially building a pop song. Uh, <laughs> it, but it's like very much just like the game, the whole game is just, you're on, like, a light bike, and you're trying to, like... It reminds me of, like, those Sonic levels where you're just running down a tube trying to get all the rings. But it's very stylized. The music's really fun. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I was inebriated <laughs> when I was playing it. And uh, the, ineb- uh, the, the the substance I had, had been consumed kicked in right when the game began. And I was like, holy shit. Ah. Uh, so, you know, there's there's that. Uh, but, yeah, the um, it's a fun game. And cannot say enough good things about Lovecraft country on HBO uh, which I've been watching week to week that's been great so those are the things that I've been trying to have been keep me uh, sane cool. through uh, all of this but just cool. waiting for disco well, Elysium uh, to come out on PS4 yeah which is Jamie yes, I feel like you'd I be into this game um,
0: yes I do not know what this is. Point and click games it's only available on PC and Mac right now it's uh, disco Elysium. It's uh, it's like an isometric RPG, but like, there's no, there's no combat. It's just like having conversation with people. It's, I'm into it. It's, uh, it's like it's set in this kind of like alternate future, a lot of like, Eastern European shades. It's like very political and just like it goes to some pretty intense places, but it's also hilarious. Like I, I had me on the floor just cracking up at some of the dialogue options. And uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, check it out. It's great. It's incredible writing. And, uh, yeah, it should be getting a port to Switch and PS4 soon, but it, there's been no moving on that. But it is for the PC and Mac if you have... It's not, a, like, a graphic-heavy game, so it, it would run on pretty much anything these days. So, yeah. yeah, That's all I got. Cool. Okay. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Do you have anything to plug, anything social media-wise that people can find you at or anything you're working on? or?
3: Nothing I'm working on right now. Everybody mm-hmm. just... Stay sane and be kind to yourself, and uh yeah let's let's take care of yourselves' because it's hard yeah. out there right now, mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, be yeah. safe, Jamie. I know you're in Texas, and uh one of the three states that has it the worst, so uh I hope mm-hmm. things are okay. You guys like mostly just staying home, and I know you work work from home, so that makes it easy, but
3: we're just watching the world burn yeah, yeah. Like this. it's okay. all good. It's not, yeah. I'm just playing my switch, watching <laughs> yeah. everything burn yeah. so, we're so good. you got
1: battery power to the to the switch. Everything's fine.
3: Yeah. 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 All oh, good.
0: Great. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, well, just we have a thing to plug. Uh, we have uh, this Friday, October 2nd, uh, Staycation is putting on another news at this time, 8.05. Uh, we're, do, we're, do, we're delivering you a healthy dose of current events. So, yep. you can find uh, tickets for that. SteelStacks.org steelstacks. slash comedy. SteelStacks.org.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's essentially, you know, weekend update from SNL. It's that, but an hour long.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's inspired by that. So, um, it's a fun mm-hmm. fun time. Uh, it's a fun show to be doing and keeps us doing stuff, which is important.
0: It's good, it's good to have a project.
1: Um, also, our Patreon, then... which uh, we are going to be mm-hmm. wrapping up our coverage of season one of Six Feet Under soon. And then very soon we'll be starting uh, coverage of Twin Peaks. We'll be going through Twin Peaks season by season. Um
0: should be a, be a spooky fall for hopefully the right reasons. I know, Jamie, you're Not a huge reason. Twin
1: Peaks fan.
3: Uh, I am. I got a Twin Peaks tattoo and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so I'm on board. <laughs> cool. All right.
1: uh, maybe you could come on and discuss James Hurley with us. We'll give you the James Hurley oh, uh, arc to, uh, <laughs> to get into. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm just going to come on and cry the whole time. And then Mm. I'm going to have a Mm. soundboard with motorcycle effects on it so I can speed (laughs) away.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to drive away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Check all that stuff out. And then uh, escape the podcast, which is a new improvised comedy podcast starring friend of the show, John Lunger, uh, Addison Teal, Mm -hmm. Jaya, and myself, uh, which is dropping October 7th. You can go to escape the for more information on that
0: should be a fun time, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been working on that the, uh, the last couple of weeks and uh, excited for the world to, uh, to see mm-hmm. it or listen, listen to, to it, it yeah. if you can't see yeah. it. <laughs> Not yet. So, Yeah, so uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's Amusing Ourselves to Death. Please rate, review, subscribe if you can. Tell your friends about what we're doing here and hope that you guys have a safe and prosperous week. And as always, we'll see you on the internet.
1: Amusing Ourselves to Death is produced by Jaya Peck and Justin Passano. Artwork by Evan Stutz. All music by Pretty Lousy. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Amusing Ourselves to Death. Twitter at AOTD Pod. And support us on Patreon at Amusing Ourselves to Death. To get in touch, email us at ourselves to Deathpod at
2: gmail.com.